Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hello and welcome into a Monday edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Daniel is our producer today. Uh, we will have uh, Billy Napier's press conference live for you at approximately 1145. Uh, this week is kind of a squirrely week. Uh, I'm in New York uh, celebrating a high school reunion. Uh, we'll do a show today until 1 o'clock. We'll do tomorrow 11 to 1, and then do our regular sports scene prognostication Friday shows. We will, we will not have shows on Wednesday and Thursday. The Gator QB, Shane Matthews, alongside, and we'll take your phone calls, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Shaner, obviously, uh, a lot of disappointment over what happened Saturday. We haven't had a chance to really talk, but, you know, with a couple of days now to digest everything, your thoughts on Saturday? Uh, disappointing. No question about it, Steve. Uh, extremely disappointing. Uh, got manhandled up front on both sides of the ball. Um Got behind and that it was that was it. Um, got to got to make some changes. I, I don't know what the answer. I mean, I know what I would do. Uh, I think everybody has their own opinions and things of that nature. But uh, hard to believe we've lost three in a row to the Kentucky Wildcats. And uh, give them credit. I mean, if you would have told me that Devin Leary would go nine of twenty for sixty nine exactly. yards, yes. I mean, he was bad. He was bad, but it didn't matter. Uh, they just ran it right down our throats, and uh, we couldn't do much offensively. You know what's interesting to me? Jesse was on with me uh, earlier last week, and he thought Florida's defensive front, he used this word. I'm not knocking what he said. He knows way more football than me, but he thought Florida's front was elite. And, I mean, they got battered on both sides of the ball up front. Am I wrong on that? Uh, yeah. I mean, no, you're not wrong at all. Uh, I spoke with Jesse a little bit before the game up in the press box and uh, we both thought Florida had really good opportunity to win this football game and you know they ran the power and the counter Steve where it's just it's gap down pull and kick out and literally a couple of times you and I could have run 20 or 30 yards before anybody touched us yeah uh it was just uh they just manhandled us physically all right uh, Daniel's gonna let us know who's calling I got a bunch of emails here Rick says I've often heard it said a team takes on the personality of his coach. If that's so, I don't see Coach Napier lasting long. I think he lacks the presence of a strong coach. Sidelines, he looks between an assistant and a deer in the headlights. Uh, I'm sure analytics have their place. I sense we have too much analytics and not enough hard-nosed, old-school, X and O football. Please advise. I realize I'm just a fan with limited knowledge. Uh, you know, a lot of people call my show or text and emailed about they want Billy to have more fire. That's not who he is. I mean, every coach is different on the sideline. That has nothing to do with the way we're playing right now. Um, you know, my biggest concern is I think we're way, way too conservative offensively. That's just my nature. Uh, I know he wants to run the football. I get it. Uh, but I firmly believe this. And we've had problems up front. But if you spread people out, uh, you got a quarterback that can make reads, that can make the throws, smart enough. But if it were up to me, Steve, I would go four wides. We have not run four wides one time That's in two true. years. Not in two years. We have not run four wides. I would go Pearsall, Mizell, Gene, 
and uh, Trey Wilson if he's available. If he's not, just plug somebody else in there. And I would put Etienne in the backfield, Montreal as well, you know, whenever they get tired, and I would play fast uh, because, you know, I know people want to run the football. I get it. I, I don't believe in that, though, because I believe they have the skill players to put the defense on their heels by throwing the football early and often, uh, not when we're down 14 or not when we're down 21. Early and often do it. Williams says the football team didn't look ready to play. Uh, about as bad as I've seen us look in a regular season game in recent memory. Here's the reality. Napier has three choices at season's end as it relates to an offensive coordinator and special teams coach. Make the changes needed on your own. Do not make the changes. The changes will be made for you. Um, and then he says choices two and three don't work out well for head uh, choices if we go by history. Hope the guy's smart enough to do what's necessary. Stubborn doesn't age well in this, uh, in this profession. Yeah, like I said, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you, you can't change offensive coordinators because there's, there's only one other person I think this call plays on this staff offensively. It's Russ Calloway, the tight end coach. I think he called plays at Sanford, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they just You can't just hire somebody off the street to come in because they don't know his terminology. They don't know any of that kind of stuff. So that would be difficult. But I just I firmly believe we have really good wideouts. We have a really good couple of really good running backs. We have a really good quarterback. I know people talk about we can't do anything with the line, but if you spread people out, you keep them off balance. You know, a couple of my favorite plays in the game were we threw a hitch and a quick out to the to the single receiver side to Andy Gene. Hadn't seen it all year, but those are first down plays get you going. Um, so I, I don't I don't know what the answer is, but that's what I would do. Aaron says over before it got started, bad tackling, bad blocking, bad physicality. All made the UF coaches' game plan look bad. Give credit to Kentucky. They were ready to head out at first light. Um, what I couldn't understand, Shane, and, I, and you've already said it, if you'd have told me you're going to throw for 79 yards in the game, you'd think Fuller wins that game by two touchdowns. It was stunning the way this happened. Yeah, it was just uh, – I, I was shocked at the way they ran the football on us. We know Kentucky wants to run it, and uh, I thought we could stop them, but I, I was wrong. Um, totally wrong, and I really thought we could move the ball on them. But I, I just, I in today's world, the 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 off the the rules favor the offense, and uh, you just you just have to attack the back end throwing the football. Let's get a call here from uh, Boxing Jim. Jim, hello. Hey Shane. Hey Steve. Uh, I called in after the show Saturday, and I, as you recall, Steve, maybe. Uh, I said, uh, I'm through with Napier now. I was for him up until Saturday. Uh, back when Doug Dickey was uh, coach, back in those days, right after Ray Gray's, uh, we we had a saying around uh, Gainesville, uh, wait the next year. I'm going to change that. And I'm, gonna, I'm beginning to say, okay, let's wait the next decade because Florida's a long way from being a football team. I, I hate to say that because I love them. Uh, Dane, you've been you've been singing their accolades lately and all. Uh, so, what happened to our team Saturday? I mean, they looked awful. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what accolades I was singing. I, I thought I think we're a good football team. The reason I picked us to win eight or nine games is because I saw us throwing the ball around to the skilled wideouts with a skilled quarterback in uh, fall camp. Uh, but it has not translated or been called in a game. And like like I said, everybody has different philosophies. My philosophy may not be right, but I just 
I this quarterback is very good, and we have very good wide receivers. And I know people are going to call about the offensive line, but you can mask per, by protections. If you do go 11 personnel with your tight end, you can keep the tight end in the block and pass protection and run three-man concepts or get your back out. There, there's, there's ways around it. Uh, but, but we had opportunities in that game against Kentucky to when we had one-on-ones. When we did throw one, we had a one-on-one and a three-by-one to Caleb Douglas, and we got it down to the one-yard line. I wish we would have done it five or six times in that game. Yeah. Well, I, you know, if we'd have been like the uh, LSU losing to Ole Miss, I wouldn't say a word. I'd say great, great game, great, good good team and all that. But the way we lost and all, I can't I, I can't say that. I don't think we will be bowl eligible this year, and I'm not so sure that Strickland and, and Napier is time to say bye-bye. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Let's get uh, Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Matt, you're up. How are you? Hey, guys. Um, I'm just going to put this out there. I think this is the most talented offensive roster we have had since 2009. Shane, would you agree with that? I'd have to know who's on 2009. I said this. this, this I mean, it's Harvin. Yeah, uh, I would say I, I, do, <laughs> I do know that this is the most talented group we've had offensively since the, the year Trask had Tony Pitts. That's why I say no, because that group was talented. Uh, yeah, but these guys, man, I'm telling you, with the running back and, and man, it's just you see guys that are different on this team. And I feel like I'm watching Jackie Wayne Cheryl coach this team. That's what's so that's what's making everybody so frustrated. I mean, Shane, we're with you. I mean, throw the ball down the field. Give these guys opportunities to win one on ones and I mean, stop running so many damn motions. I mean, Brent Peace is probably sitting there coaching from the booth. It's 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 frustrating to watch. Matt, you know, I, you've got to open it up a little bit. Stop being so conservative. I mean, I like what he's doing recruiting, and, and I don't care about his personality. I think he's a good guy, but it kind of goes back to when Urban, Urban and Dan had to make some adjustments. I don't know if you guys remember that. It wasn't working when they got here with Leak, and they – I can't remember exactly what they did, but they had to make some subtle adjustments for sure midseason. And when they did that, boom, it took off. And I just think Billy's that close, but he's going to have to acknowledge it and just do it. But, man, we got some dudes on the team. There's no doubt. Talk to you guys later. Matt, thank you. You know, Shane, I, I made this point. I'm not saying that those freshman players don't have some talent. I think they do. But if you looked at, and this is where I think fans forget, if you, not that the media knows everything, because they sure don't, not that the coaches know everything, because they don't, but go back and look at how many Florida players were on the preseason All-SEC teams. There weren't a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So I, I, don't tell me we got, you know, Van Jefferson and Justin Jefferson and Thomas Jefferson, you know, <laughs> playing all over the place, because we don't. They have great ability. And I'm with you, Shane, that I think if you threw the ball more and got the ball in their hands, that the offense would certainly be more dynamic. But let's not, let's not go NFL route quite yet. We'll take a break. 11-13, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. More with the Gator QB and yours truly, Steve Russell, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good morning, I am Brian Bromfield. We've got tons of high school volleyball going on today, with games including Chiefland vs. Newberry, P.K. Young vs. Oak Hill, and Santa Fe vs. Buchholz. Now to baseball, 
where the Tampa Bay Rays start their playoff campaign by hosting the Texas Rangers in a best of three wild card series. They're looking for a big performance from their newly crowned AL batting title winner, Yandy Diaz. On to football, where the Bucks got a big win in the Big Easy versus the Saints, with a final score of 26-9. They improved to 3-1 on the season. Don't forget to tune in to Monday Night Football as the Seattle Seahawks travel to New York to face the Giants. Coverage begins at 7.30. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Brian Bromfield. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Are you- I've been telling you a long time now, friends, about my good people at Southeast Car Agency, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. The Cousins family has run that business for 40-plus years. And in all that time, they've done one thing, and they've done it really exceptionally. They give you the best choice you have to purchase a new vehicle, the best in late-model, low-mileage vehicles. It is simply that. And remember, at Southeast Car Agency, they do a wonderful job in giving you lots of choices for your vehicle. Different makes and models, and it's a great place to shop. You can go online, secars.com. Go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue, and you can check out the vehicles for yourself. And when you go see them in person, you know what to do. Tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville Staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with Cuban love and available from sunrise to late night. Attention, Florida healthcare workers. Hey, it's Steve Russell with money-saving news for you. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. Same location and great service with benefits that fit your lifestyle. Try our fixed-rate Visa card, an unsecured loan, or home equity loan. Use our concierge auto-buying service, and FICARE will lower your rate by 0.25%. And buy a green vehicle and save up to 0.5%. Why wait? Switch today. FICARE Federal Credit Union online at FICAREFCU.org. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Build your drink? Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So, you can get back to your night. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. It's true. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Well, we're here to help. Every weekday this season when Gators football is on the road, the UF Bookstore wants to hook you up. At 12.30 p.m. during Sports Scene with Steve Russell, listen for your UF Bookstore break. When you hear your cue, give me a break, give me a break. Log on to WRUF.com. 
and sign up to win a $25 gift card to the UF Bookstore in the Wright Union. The UF Bookstore, gearing you up for Gators game days right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Silverback Concrete. Knows you only have one chance to make a building that holds up to the highest standard, and that's why they're the number one choice. You stand on it. We stand by it. Silverback Concrete's got your back. He is Shane Matthews. I'm Steve Russell. Sports scene here until 1 o'clock today. We will have Billy Napier's press conference live. Let's get back to the Clear Sound Audiology phone line. I think John is next. Hi, John. Good, good morning, Steve. I tell you what, I ain't seen no real giant killers this year in football as I have in years past. And Kentucky is a mediocre team, very mediocre at best. I mean, now I'm being sarcastic when I say this. That was a real piece of art, the way Billy Napier had that team coached up to play a mediocre team, and we lost. That was very frustrating. How many more ridiculous contracts can we give out, five-year contracts to these $6.5 million-a-year coaches before fans end up paying $100 for a cheap seat in zone seat? That's all i got to say. Thank you. Okay. It is interesting, though, Shaner, that – when Florida beat Kentucky, they were going to be 6-1 and one going to Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was on that bandwagon as well. Uh, yeah. I thought we'd play much better. Uh, Bernard is next. Hi, Bernard. Steve, I just, you was the most popular man in the last time on Saturday. <laughs> I, I, just, I just punched where I had the number in 14. I tried to get in and couldn't get in. See, but I think you have to look at the bright side. I think there were two games played Saturday. One started at 12, and Kentucky won that one 33-14. And the other one started at 130 for us, and we won that 14-10. See, let, let me say this. Um, the people, he did open up. He made some deep throws. Uh, and I think most of the – Graham Merce has been an asset. He's played far better than people, although he missed some throws. See, when we lose, the fans call it always the coaches. I look at it, they had a kid, Deion Walker. We couldn't block that kid. To me, our offensive line, I know Egoquan struggled last year. It looks like the same, although he may not be completely well. And to me, well, it, my school and George, the right side of the offensive line, is a mess. You know, where was Cameron Jackson and our players, you know, Jason Marshall, first one, he dropped the pick six. The, the player didn't make any plays. But, Steve, I will say this. When you look around college football, the landscape, teams are scoring, I, t- I tell you this, uh, 28 to 30, 14 points is not getting it done. Steve, the great philosopher Mike Tyson said, everybody got a plan until they get hit in the mouth. Yep. We need to start throwing the first punch. Uh, Merce looks like an asset. Okay. Let's throw the I ball. Have to wrap Let's it up, run. I got a lot of calls here. Let's, okay. Let's run wide around Austin Bobby, fourth and two. You can't run into the line. Steve, have a great day, okay? okay? Thank you, sir. Appreciate your call as always. Woody, welcome to the show. Yeah, Woody, hey, guys. Yep. Um, you know, for me, Steve, it's still 
the over and under is still seven and five. I still I see three pretty sure losses and a couple of coin flip games, and uh, you know I'm not enjoying this. I'm not I'm going to lie to you, but I've decided that uh, this ain't the year to get all excited. Next year for me, they better do something. They better look different. They better play better. That kind of stuff. But uh, this year, you know, I I looked at that schedule and I said maybe seven and five. Uh, I I just I'm not getting too excited. I'm I'm kind of bummed that it ain't it hadn't been that fun. I think we've had like one really fun half of football that first half against Tennessee. But uh, I'm just trying to hang in there and get through it and see what happens next year with the third class coming in, third chance in the portal, coach learning, maybe more staff changes, whatever. Uh, you know, they're talking about making adjustments during the game. I think they're going to make a lot of adjustments after the season. One person said maybe uh, like uh, like uh, Coach – I think it was Coach Spurrier had to do with Chris Leak. I'm, I'm sorry, Urban Meyer had to do with Chris Leak uh, in the middle of the season. Well, it ain't actually the middle of the season yet, so maybe it's coming. You know, we, maybe we do have an adjustment coming. But uh, I'm just trying to get through there. For me, it still looks 7-5. and five. They're not doing anything that I didn't kind of expect. Okay. You know, a 500 team like the Red Sox, they look great one game, they suck the next game. Well, that's what I'm seeing here with the Gators. So All right, Woody. I'm just going to get through it. Appreciate your call. Thank you, sir. Uh, Jonesy says, do you agree defenses in the SEC are not nearly as good as the ones in the past or are the offensive better, offenses better? And do you see many Sunday players ready for the NFL concerning two positions, running back and wide receiver out of the SEC? Oh, I I'd have to have a roster in front of me. I haven't. I mean, that's. I mean, there's a bunch of SEC dudes going to play in the National Football League. I can promise you that. Um, I mean, nobody jumps out at my that I can think of right now. Art says seven years of significant underperformance from AD Strickland in football. I think that's whose job needs to be addressed. He has every resource. We've waited long enough. This is save us, SASS. Uh, Tampa Mike. Uh, what I've seen a little over a year of Billy Napier's program is he's going to beat you with more talent, but not necessarily out-scheme you. And it's going to take several years to so- stockpile the talent to get where his program will work. Shane, let me ask you this. Was Kentucky better than you thought? Uh, I guess from a physicality standpoint, I really thought – I didn't think they could block us. I thought our defensive line would cause problems. Um, and I didn't know how – I mean, they've always been solid defensively since Stoops has been there. But, again, I guess I kept hanging my hat on that we were going to take those one-on-one matchups. Because, see, this is what I said on the broadcast, and this is just my philosophy, whether it's right or wrong. When you throw the football, whether it's a deep post, a go route, or whatever you want to do, it's to the offense's advantage. Only one bad thing can happen, and that could be an interception. And usually when you throw a ball that far down the field, it's got to be a really poor throw or a great play by the DB. Too much good can happen when you throw it down there. Um, but that's just that's my philosophy. That's the way I was brought up. That's the way I think. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Kentucky's solid. But if for Kentucky to have a chance to beat Georgia, uh, their quarterback's going to have to play a lot better than, than he did. It, it's, it's really stunning. I, I, that, forget the fact that Florida got steamrolled. Just watching Kentucky try to throw the ball, their offensive line is certainly better. But their receivers are young, and they had some drops, and he just doesn't look comfortable in that system. So that's why the way that score was just hard to hard to take. Jim says, "What are you gonna When are you gonna place the blame where it belongs?" Billy Napier, second tier coach that can't handle the Power Five level, 
Uh, Michael says uh, Florida going forward uh, is regressing. Brian says it's one game. Lost to Cleveland after this one. Kentucky's a good team. Spawning them 23 is a formula for a loss. I was shocked how much better both of the lines of scrimmage were than Florida and all those missed tackles. He says move on and flush this loss. I think that's the, the next question, Shane. Can this team do that? Well, you got to hope so. I mean, they've had success under Napier playing at home. you got Vanderbilt coming in. Uh, you know, I want to sit here and say it's a game you should win. But, yeah, we we, we got to – again, Steve, I have zero problem losing football games. But I, I want to lose giving us a chance to win the game, if that makes any sense. I didn't feel like – after the first two series, I was like, I don't know if we're going to do anything to get back in the football game. Um because we, we, I know we try to throw here and there, but we, we gotta, we've got to attack. We've got to attack and put people on their heels and make them afraid because we do have guys on the outside that can run, but we got to utilize their speed. All right. Uh, by the way, uh, sports scene today just till 1 o'clock, and then Billy Napier will be with us, as he always is, at about 11.45 or so. So call us up, and we'll be here until then, 11.27. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. Anchored in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida, you are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I'm living the life that I lived before I started having knee pain 10 years ago. Meet Julie, a woman who makes the most of every moment in life. But over the last years, those moments were filled with agonizing pain until she discovered QC Kinetics. Finally, the pain got so bad that people around me are like, oh, when are you getting your knee replaced? I was walking, hobbling. I listened to my last QC Kinetics commercial and I said, I'm done. I got to find out about this. What Julie found out was QC Kinetics treats osteoarthritis with regenerative therapies taking your body's own healing properties and concentrating them in the areas where you feel pain, helping heal and restore those damaged areas. No harmful steroids, surgery, or downtime. It changed how I'm living. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. Get back your life before the pain. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked. And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. At Easy Cater, we know ordering food for work can get complicated pretty fast. We're going to need breakfast for the entire office on Thursday. Janet wants really nice bagels. Make sure some are gluten-free. Make sure they have great coffee. Can there also be waffles? Janet has a hard stop at 9.30. $15 a person, I'm going to need itemized research. Seriously, please, pump the nickel. We're just going to grab Company breakfast? Just use Easy Cater. Food for work delivered on time as ordered with a huge variety. 100,000 restaurants, one platform. Order 24-7 at easycater.com.
At Easy Cater, we get it. Ordering food for work means you have to deal with this. Client meeting on Tuesday. Client wants Taco Tuesday. 19 people need vegan options. Our budget just got slashed. Meeting is now Monday. What about Mediterranean? Client still wants taco. Claire has a nut allergy. Gluten free. Oh, Under budget. Tacos for a client meeting? Just use Easy Cater. Food for work delivered on time as ordered with a huge variety. 100,000 restaurants, one platform. Order 24 7 at easycater.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. For your Monday, we'll have a mix of clouds and sunshine and not much else. Now it will be on the breezy side with highs in the 80s. Tonight, just clear and cool in the 60s. Then sunshine will make your Tuesday a real nice fall day and highs will head back into the 80s. On Wednesday, same temperatures, but rain chances increase a bit. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George. Kevin Harlan here from Monday Night Football on Westwood One. The NFL Week 4 finale has the Seattle Seahawks flying east to take on the New York Giants. Quarterback Daniel Jones and the Giants are off to a 1-2 and two start, while the Geno Smith-led Seahawks will be hunting a third straight win. Join me and Hall of Fame quarterback Kurt Warner for all the action on Monday Night Football. Coverage starts Monday night at 7.30 right here on WRUF. We are proud to be your home for Gator soccer. Spins and fires! Gators on top! You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Looking for the best pizza in town? Head on over to Leonardo's Mule Hopper. The pizza and garlic nights are incredible. We'll have you coming back for more. Go see Kyle. Does great charity work in Gainesville. That's Leonardo's Pizza Mule Hopper. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Uh, let's see here. Steven says, Steven Shane, do you think that was a bad call near the end of the Jets game last night? I was asleep. I was too. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I really tried. Uh, so, uh, But the Jets played a little bit offensively better. Uh, than I thought they would. What'd you think? Well, Steve, I went to bed when it was 10 nothing. I think. Oh, oh, so okay. it was very early. But I, I saw a bunch of people. Uh, supposedly, Zach Wilson played really well. Yeah, he played a lot better. Uh, let's see here. Tim says, if Coach Napier refuses to make changes necessary to get this offense to score, it's a sign of arrogance or ignorance. This has been a rough 18-game sample to digest. Let's go back to the phones. Adam is there. Hi, Adam. Hey, Steve and Shane, man, uh, great show so far. appreciate you guys. Shane, you're doing fantastic with your uh, pot up. Man, love it, brother. Good job, man. Um, yeah, uh, I, I did go back and watch uh, Vonderdorf Films, and uh, uh, that was interesting this morning. And he actually had a lot of accolades for Billy and his, uh, his routes. I think they're, they're, they're making progress this year. But, you know, um, I'm, not, I'm not in that camp uh, – you know, the OC thing, the one coaching change that definitely has to happen. And I'm not saying hire somebody, but this special teams crap has got to stop, man. We're only down 10 nothing. We stop them at the four-yard line. Billy spoke about it in his presser. Like, these are the things that need to change. And this is a young team. That was a young guy. Um, I think we did have promise, Shane, of possibilities, let's say, in the second half. I didn't really think it was out of the out of line. At that point, even at 23 to, what was it, 7, right? And our defense did not show up 
that's what was crazy about me. We weren't run fitting. Shamar James got schooled that entire game. And that just boggles my mind. But we do have Austin Armstrong, man, and he's not going to let that film study go to waste. They are going to be they're going to be on these guys. Um, we did lose Jordan Costell in the second in the second quarter. People got to remember that uh, that cat is a is a all freshman nightmare. And we lost Caleb Douglas too, which kills me. Well, right, right there in the third, early in the third quarter. So all those take adjustments and things are going on, man. People don't lose faith in these coaches, man. Billy's got this. My one question to you, Shane. I heard you in the broadcast booth because I had you synced up with the TV, my man. We blocked that. We blocked that extra point, and that was uh, Jalen Kimber, right? Number eight. No, got it. De- Devin Moore, twenty-eight. Oh my God! So that even makes it worse. Devin Moore was ran down by that kicker. What the heck, man? Like <laughs> that's our. That's one of our best corners on the field. What is that kicker, like an Olympic speed 4-2 in the 40? What, what's going on there? Help me out with that, Shane. And why didn't Devin Moore at least put on the brakes, let him run past or something going on there, man? I think it was our okay, defense. Okay, I'm going to have you go. Thank, thank you for your call. Right, I appreciate okay, it. Thanks, okay. Shane. Yep. Was Anything, I, Shane? No, I mean, I was shocked he got caught. I mean, the kicker had a an angle, but that two points could have gone a long ways. Or I, I can't remember what the score was at that time, but – yeah, I don't know what I said on the broadcast, but I couldn't believe he got caught. Williams says, uh, what changes would you make, Shane, if you were the coach of the Gators? How many years will Billy get to coach? And, Shane, would you ever like to coach the Gators, he says. No, I, I, my, my days are gone. Uh, I, I, would, I, would, I would not want to – I would love to call plays or design plays, but the recruiting, the NIL, no thank you. Um, I love Billy Napier. I just what what I would do is I would like I told y'all I would go four wides with Mizell, Gene, Wilson, and Pearsall. Put Etienne in the backfield or Montreal doesn't matter and go fast and let this quarterback dial up plays. Um, that doesn't mean you're you're abandoning the run game, but you're putting pressure on a defense and and it may help the run game because we get them in nickel. They got to go with an extra DB because we're in four wides. Uh, Todd says he listened to your uh, podcast this morning, thinks you're 100% spot on with putting multiple playmakers on the field at once and being aggressive. We need more aggressive passing routes, not just deeper routes. I'm not sure what that means. More runs on the edge. Saw that in the second half. Didn't we have that same problem stopping the run scheme in last year's LSU game? Other than the first half against Tennessee, we haven't seen creative offensive production to disrupt a defensive scheme. It's not Billy we have a problem with. Recruits are good. Program may be cleaner. This philosophy needs a new direction, starting with OC. Does Billy evaluate himself and hire an OC for next year? I mean, time will tell. I, I would think probably so. It's just my guess. Um, I don't think anything happens throughout the course of the year. But maybe, maybe he says, what the heck, let's go four wides and let's throw it. Uh, let's go back to our phones. David, you're there. Hello. Yeah, hey guys. Um, I just want to say that uh, that number twenty-eight. He just finished chasing down that the guy on the seventy-five-yard touchdown. He was out of gas then, uh, and that's why when he picked up the uh, you know block extra point, good point, he couldn't go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's all I, I got. Okay, thank you, uh, <laughs> yep, Tony. Yep. You're up. How are you? 
Hey, guys, what's up, man? Yeah, that's true. Ma. Moore had just finished sprinting 100 yards, probably chasing Davis on that 75-yard run literally a minute before. So that's what that was all about, guys. Um, hey, listen, kind of good news and bad news for next year because I've kind of turned the page for next year, guys. Um, I don't know how anybody could think that we're going to win seven games right now, thinking that we're going to win at Missouri, win any type of road game. I just don't see it. Um, So next year, the bad news is the offensive line has been the worst recruited position group in Billy's two, three years here. Um, Next year's offensive line is probably going to have about three portal starters, guys. And that's probably the toughest position to get out of the portal because everyone's looking for offensive linemen. So that's the bad news. The good news is that if you look at next year's schedule, even though it's daunting, almost every one of those teams are going to bring back a new quarterback. Okay? They're going to be graduating their starting quarterback of this season. So there should be some hay to be made there as far as the defensive goes. So because next year's make or break for uh, Billy, guys, that's obvious. So we'll see what happens there next year. Shane, I think the biggest play in the game was the penalty on Khalil Jackson um, Mm. in that first drive that negated the 15, 20-yard run. Did you have a look at that penalty? Did you think that it was a penalty? I thought that the defender kind of took himself out of the play, really, going inside. Um, What did you think about that? That was huge. I remember him showing it on our monitor in the booth. I think he had his hand and pulling his jersey by his shoulder pad so I could see where they called it. You know, it was, it was a questionable call, I guess. But, yeah, that that was a big big penalty, no question. Yeah, for sure. All right. And, 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 Quick, Tony. All right, Steve. I know you got people on. No problem. Okay. Take care, guys. Thank Talk. you. We're going to get a break in here before we get to Billy Napier, and then we will return after Coach Napier speaks. 11.39, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good morning, I'm Ainsley Davis. Monday Night Football returns tonight. The Seattle Seahawks hit the road to take on the New York Giants at MetLife Stadium. Live kickoff coverage starts right here at 7.30. In Gator Sports, Florida Soccer took their first conference win of the season in a road match, beating the LSU Tigers 4-0. The Gators hope to use this momentum as they prepare for another conference matchup against Mississippi State Thursday night. On the court, Gator Volleyball won yesterday's road match against South Carolina 3-1. The Gators are currently ranked fourth, hoping to add another win to their record as they host the number 24 Auburn Tigers on Friday. Meanwhile, high school volleyball is back tonight. Chieflin will take on Newberry, P.K. Young faces Oak Hall, and Buholds hosts Santa Fe. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ainsley Davis. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. When Daphne and I got married, and I've had so many problems with my teeth over the years, she just guided me right in here, and and, uh, they are truly wonderful. There was absolutely no one else to go to but Exceptional Dentistry for him. No one else. Since I had had my teeth worked on in so many different places in the world and so many things done, I had about two-thirds of my teeth were bad. Plus, I had a couple plates, so he removed all my teeth and put in implants. So, brand new again. This This is more like having my teeth back again. Life is pretty normal. 
they're the best, that's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. When was the last time you had a truly awesome nursery experience? A nursery and garden center with a huge selection and friendly expert advice. We're talking about Quality Green specialists in Deland. At Quality Green, we have your favorite plants, fruit trees, flowers, vegetables, and herbs. Plus, with our 8011 fertilizer, organic azomite, and composted soil, your garden will look its very best. Great plants, sustainable products, friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue, Deland, and online at qualitygreenspecialist.com. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. Hey, it's Steve Russell with money-saving news for Florida healthcare workers and their families. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. A different name, but same faces, same location, and same great service. Does your current checking account pay you? FICARE will pay up to 5% with no monthly fees. I've been with this credit union for over 30 years, and I can't say enough good things about them. Switch today, FICARE Federal Credit Union, online at FICAREFCU.org. The official University of Florida charitable giving campaign will continue through November. Faculty, staff, students, and community members can donate to 99 charities doing critical work for the homeless, animal welfare, disease treatments and cures, environmental protection, and more in North Central Florida. Contributions toward the million-dollar goal can be made via cash, check, charge, or payroll deduction if a UF employee. More information on the 2023 campaign is available at ufcc.ufl.edu. From every called third strike to every call to the bullpen, baseball lives here. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. The Titan MRI, no insurance is no problem. Titan MRI has the same-day scheduling available. Call them up, start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Just a reminder for folks who are listening, we're going to be here till 1 o'clock. We are going to have Head Coach Billy Napier live when he speaks, so if we have to cut you off because of that, uh, please understand. I'll get Alan on the phone next. Alan, hello. Alan, go ahead. Um. Hey, can you hear me, guys? I got you. I think the fundamental problem is Billy really believes in the system. I think Shane's right. We need to throw the ball more. But I don't believe Billy believes that. His track record doesn't demonstrate it at Louisiana. uh, He hasn't made any changes this year either. Um, And unfortunately, his entire uh, platform is based on recruiting to running the ball, recruiting – to the plays that he likes to call, um, it, it's it's going to be a, uh, a long-term problem until he sees the light on being able to open up and throw the ball. Um, we're going to have problems. If if that's the case, Shane, I wonder in this day and age of you know kids leaving uh, either because they don't play or whatever, you wonder if that would be a factor. 
I mean, it's possible, but with NIL now, I don't know how NIL works and what kids are making and if, you know, in their, you know, if, if Steve Russell's getting X amount of dollars, you know, if you want to go in the portal, do you have to pay that money back? How it all works. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he, uh, the caller's correct. I mean, this is what his philosophy is, but I, I just don't know how you can win in today's world doing that. Okay, Alan. All right, thank you for your call. Let's bring in James to Sports Scene. James, hello. Hey, hey, Stephen Shane. Yeah, I guess my simple question is, what's more surprising? What's a more surprising game, the Tennessee game or the Kentucky game? Oh, Kentucky, clearly, because I, if you listen to this show, I felt very confident going into Tennessee. I did. I thought Tennessee's so finesse, um, and I, I just don't think Joe Milton can beat you, and. Uh, I was wrong about Kentucky. I thought we could take advantage of some mismatches, but they just they just manhandled us on both lines of the scrimmage, and that, that caused us to lose the game, plus some other errors that we made. So it's more surprising the way they play, but not necessarily the outcome. I mean, you know, when before the season started, a lot of fans were looking at this Kentucky game and going, this is going to be a big barometer if you can win on the road against Kentucky. So I'm surprised that we have so many fans that are – surprised that there's that that we that we lost i mean i I think the way that we lost is surprising but it's you know i don't think the gators have proven that they can go on the road in a big environment and unfortunately kentucky's now a big environment for the gators and win i think the reason why that is is because of the way florida manhandled tennessee okay and and look that that people don't want to hear this but when you are where florida is as a program it is literally week to week and after Tennessee, 100%. they were going to beat Georgia and, you know, go 6-1, and one, all that. And now they're not going to beat, you know, Sisters of the Poor. That's just how this works. So Vanderbilt's next. That's We'll see what happens there. No, it makes Vanderbilt a homecoming big game. It really does. And, I mean, just my, my take on the offense, I don't know what it is. I haven't done the math on all five games, but we're, we're averaging about just a little bit over 20, between 20 and 25 points a game on offense. That's going to be tough to win consistently in the SEC. Okay, thank you, Steve. I said, your Steve, I said this on my show today, and and I mean I could be wrong, but because I, I I became a Gator in '88, didn't follow it before that. Hell, I didn't even know who Steve Spurrier was when I came here. <laughs> um, but correct me if I'm wrong. Outside of the '84 '85 team, the 12 years of Spurrier, the six years of Urban, Muschamp had one good year. And Dan had a couple good years. So you're looking at maybe 25 years, and we've been playing football for over 100, right? Right. Everything else was like seven seven wins, eight wins here, right? Yes. Yeah. That's, yes. that's what, I mean, maybe that's who we are. What happened? Look, Shane, I've, I've been here, good, bad, wrong, or right, a long time. I, I've seen Doug Dickey. I saw fourth and dumb. I saw Charlie Pell. I saw the cheating. I saw those great 84-85 teams. I saw your teams with Coach. What has happened is the lens that a lot of Gator fans look through are the two great coaches and their teams that were here. And I say this all the time. It demeans what Spurrier did. It demeans what Urban Meyer did when you think just any guy can walk in here and do those things. Now, can it be done again? Yes, but the landscape, you know this, the landscape of our league has changed. And unfortunately, 
Florida didn't. I thought Coach, Dan Mullen was a great hire. Coach Napier's on the okay. podium. All right, let's hear Coach Napier. We're back after that. Uh, and ultimately, we've turned the page, and that's exactly what we're focused on. So we play Vanderbilt Saturday um, at 4 o'clock, and uh, it's our next opportunity as a team. Uh, and I think after meeting with the leadership group, I think there is urgency, uh, and certainly being with the staff all day yesterday, uh, there's urgency to do everything better. Um, and ultimately, you know, all these things are my responsibility, you know, and that's what I think about. It's how I can do my job better uh, for our players and for our staff. Uh, and I would say that um, that's probably the consensus amongst all our players and all our staff members. So this weekend presents a great opportunity. Um, you know, it's homecoming, and there'll be a number of activities across uh, campus this week. Uh, to help celebrate homecoming. Gator Grau is a great event, obviously the parade. Um, you know, and I think just in general, there is a responsibility, um, you know, that you feel as a, as a staff, as an organization, as a team. I know just speaking with the players, you know, you're representing a lot of great people that came before you. You know, this place is impacted a significant number of lives. It continues to produce people that are making a difference, certainly becoming the number one ranked public institution in the country. Um, years and years of success of the athletic programs. So, you know, Saturday will present an opportunity to celebrate that. A lot of great Gators coming back. Uh, we look forward to that. You know, we're doing something uh, that we do annually here as well, and that this is Gator Made Week. And uh, we're celebrating our player development program uh, this week. You know, and this is really ultimately about creating awareness about uh, what we're trying to do uh, to impact our young men uh, and create awareness for our alumni, how they can get involved uh, with the program. Um, we were very fortunate to have great leadership in that area, Savannah Bailey, uh, has come over from Clemson and implemented GatorMade. Uh, and I can tell you just in, you know, the brief time that we've been here, uh, it has made a significant impact uh, on our young people. Uh, we recently have added Dr. Stephen Ali to our staff as the Director of Career and Professional Development. We continue to have four full-time people there. Um, we've started an endowment. Um, uh, for continual support from investors. You know, we're very thankful for Mike Ricketts, uh, who's a former player, who's a pillar uh, in that endowment. I'm very thankful for what he's contributed, not only um, his investment, but also just his input and his passion for this area. You know, I think we're looking for good mentors, right? I think we have a great group of alumni out there. We're looking for corporate uh, partners for internships. Uh, all of which can be great resor resources for our guys. Just this year, we've done some really unique things. The South Africa service abroad trip uh, was outstanding. The business break in New York City, uh, guys came back and were, they're different as a result of that. And we took a group out to the Nike World Headquarters uh, corporate visit uh, this past spring. So. Next year, we anticipate going to Los Angeles. We're also doing a real estate workshop in Miami for the players. 
uh, and Savannah will be around uh, if you got any questions about Gator Maid. So, you know, the desire here is to have the best player development program in the entire country. I think we're in the process of creating that and developing that. And I would tell you, at a place like the University of Florida, as we continue to grow, the reach that this place has um, with the alumni, with the degree, the type of experience that we can create for the players is pretty special. So, um, you know, football perspective, I think, you know, I, I like what I hear uh, from our players. Uh, just spending time with them here yesterday and then certainly today having met with a leadership group, accountability group earlier. Um, it's good uh, when your players have perspective, right, and they are passionate about wanting to do better and they have insight into where the team is at and the things that need to be done better. So um, proud of the things that I've heard from our young people, our players uh, the last few days. So Vanderbilt, Saturday, 4 o'clock. We've officially moved forward here, and we're looking forward to the next challenge. What questions do we have here? You expressed a level of frustration, the nature of the loss the other day. But just overall, where the program is, 18 games in, 500, and the nature of some of the other losses, where is your level of, like, frustration? Because there's a lot of, you know, the outside – questions and and what's the path forward here mom yeah i mean i i think uh, look reality is when you lose okay there's always going to be issues that come with that right you lose as a result of uh, not playing winning football right so but you also when you do win right you get a lot of pat on the backs and you, you win as a result of playing winning football right so um you know, I think for me, let's not make this any more complicated than it is, right? I mean, we lost a football game because they rushed for 9.2 a carry. We rushed for 3.41 a carry. Uh, we turned the ball over four times, if you count the turnover on downs and the penalty in special teams. They turned it over zero. Um, we lost the explosive battle. We lost the hidden yardage battle. And we lost the penalty battle. Okay, so... Um, you know, we know what winning football looks like, and certainly Saturday was not that, wasn't it, right? So there's no sugarcoating this. There's no excuse. Um, you know, all we can do is evaluate it for what it is and do better the next time. So I'm not up here to uh, make any excuses or talk about it. I mean, it, there's nobody that wants to have more success than this group of players. And ultimately, you know, I feel responsibility to do a better job for them. It's that simple. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm with, I'm on the inside, right? I have relationships with the staff, with the players. We're getting better at our process. Um, you know, I think that we have young players that are getting experience, that are growing and developing. I think we have veteran players that have improved as people and as leaders. Um, and I think that we played good football at times. You know, some of these questions you're asking, you weren't asked a couple of weeks ago. So ultimately, it, the, it is what it is, right? We have to deal with the result. Um, so 
when we lose, we got to come in here every weekend and answer questions from the outside, right? So um, nothing's changed here. You know, when we play well, we do what we're supposed to do. We coach well. Uh, we're capable of winning games, you know. There's an old Brad Stevens quote, you know, you're you're really close to being a very average team and you're really close to being a really good team. And I feel that way about our football team. I think if if we're ready, we're capable, uh, and we're executing, we're playing with good communication, good fundamentals and techniques, we have urgency, uh, we have hunger about us, we play with discipline, we can be in a very effective team. If we don't have those things, we can be, be a very below average team as well. See that the offense right now, it's last in SEC in scoring points, last in third down conversions. Put your finger on anything, just evaluating now five games in where it is and, and what can be done to kind of spark some things. Yeah, I think we're very inconsistent. Uh, I think we have individual players that play inconsistent. Uh, and ultimately, offense is a, a precise game. You know, it requires 11 players to execute, you know. And we need to coach better, and we need to play better. Um, there's certain areas on our team where we can, you know, do better. And I think um, ultimately, uh, the back half of the year, we're hopeful that we can improve. You played with such emotion and, and fire when you came out against Tennessee. Did you see that same thing there at Kentucky, or was there something – it just fizzled and wasn't there. Yeah. I, I felt like we were lethargic early in the game. I do. Um, so to answer your question, no, I don't think we quite had the same edge that we had when we played at Tennessee. Now, you know, I think reality is when you go play on the road in this league, you know, starting fast is important every week, but when you're on the road, it's really important. All of a sudden, you take a few punches. You contribute by making your own self-inflicted mistakes. Then you look up here and you play three, maybe four possessions in the game, and you're down three scores. You know, so and their crowds into it, and ultimately, all those things contributed to uh, the result we got Saturday. So it's part of the things that we're trying to improve at. Billy, oftentimes the questions on the out from the outside are also being contemplated inside or behind the behind the scenes, as you said. Is there any conversation about giving up play calling duties for yourself and, and spreading that to somebody else so maybe you can focus more attention elsewhere? You know, I spoke about this briefly in preseason. You know, I think everything everything that we do is always being evaluated, right? Uh, and I think one of the things that's challenging as a leader when you have a core responsibility, if things in that area can be done better, um, you got to be able to tell yourself the truth, you know, if that makes sense. So, um, and I would tell you, I'm a lot more critical of myself than anybody on the outside is, right? So, um, you know, I and I said it, I've said it publicly, there's no sugarcoating this thing. You know, we, we have no excuse. Uh, we can coach better and we can play better, right? And, um, I'm hopeful we will do that. You're still the play caller. Yes, sir. Okay. So you, you had said after the game that you guys are going to need to take a good look in the mirror just overall operationally. When you look in the mirror, I guess, what did you see? And ultimately, have you determined that these self-inflicted wounds are still able to be fixed because of the operation that, that you run at UK 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, listen, the, the level of detail that we put into evaluating a football game every week, okay, um, that process doesn't change. Okay, I know we all like to think that it does change, okay, according to the result or the outcome that we get, but that's not necessarily true. I think there's got to be some consistency and some continuity uh, in how you do that. And you got to keep it objective to some degree, you know. So I think those things I talked about earlier are the things that we're evaluating, that we did evaluate. Um, and look, you're all, your team continues to evolve, right? I think every individual player, every position group you have, your unit, all six parts of the kicking game, I mean, every part of that continues to evolve. And look, you can play really well one week and play below average the next week. And look, not just individual player, every one of those categories that I just talked about, right? So when they all contribute to the team. So um, got to remain objective in that, that part um, and keep it technical with the players uh, because I do think this group that we have is working hard for us um, and I think that they'll continue to get better. From your perspective, is there any underappreciated involvement maybe that you've seen that, that fans or we can't see just this year from this team that you are proud of of the growth that you've seen? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love our team. You know, I, lo I like, I think we have some uh, veteran players that have good perspective that have maturity, that are able to, they have reason. You know, they can, they, they understand, they have a pulse on where we're at, what needs to be done better. Um, and in particular today, their, their desire to take that and run with that, with their position group, with their unit. So I think we've got a good group of kids, you know, that are giving really good effort. Uh, and I think as they, you know, they're growing up, you know, and I think that we have leaders that are trying to lead. We have young players that are getting experience and trying to get better, you know. So, um, you know, I think that ultimately that's what I would say. Time for a few more guys. Really answer both losses. Graham taking a lot of responsibility in this game. He's spoken to us. Does he have um, the ability to make audibles or changes and checks in the line of scrimmage? Is it something that he keeps pointing out um, as he can do better? Yeah, no, I think the quarterback is always has a huge responsibility when it comes to being a communicator. Um, and certainly in our system, there's tons of decisions made every play. You know, not only pass plays relative to protection and where the ball goes, but also in the run plays, the RPO, the run screen game. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of decisions being made by that player. So... And look, when we win, nobody asks us questions, but each week he's probably feels the same way. He can do better, uh, sometimes more than others. But Graham is um, Graham's a pro, right? And uh, he's, he's an experienced player, and he does uh, – he's critical of himself. It's one of the reasons why he's grown a lot as a player and as a person, as a leader, and improved is partly because he is um, – He's his own worst critic, and he works. Um, he's been fun to coach, for sure. Does that have the ability to change, change like, he doesn't like the look that you're in? Does, does he have the ability to audible? 100%. All right, we're going to finish with that here, and then Zach. Hey, this is Doug 
fact, it complexes and doesn't change the effect of prejudice. The comments about his technique are, on the surface, it's just lack of physicality and maybe the worry that they're just going to have the, the dominant power up front. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of things contribute to it. Um, I think, you know, I always think about every play relative to communication is where we start. Um, and then you get into fundamentals and techniques, decision making. Um, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think we lack physicality. You know, I mean, nobody asked that after we played Tennessee, you know, but I do think that Kentucky plays really good rush defense. Uh, they have some unique front players. Um, and I think it wasn't the best day for our group. And that was probably magnified when you compare it with the fact they've got some really good front players. So um, some of it may be design, right? I mean, I think a lot of things contribute. And the quarterback has decisions to make. The tight ends are involved. The footwork and eye discipline of the running back, how we block support, right? I've said this many times up here. When you rush the ball, every position group contributes. Right, we always want to point the finger at one group or one player, uh, but that's not always the case. So, no different than playing good run defense. Got to play really good at all three levels, right? So, every position group contributes to the unit, you know. And when you play rush defense, you typically are getting play at good play at every level. Same thing when it comes to rushing the ball. This is 2023. I understand, but still, I want to go back to your Louisiana teams and your process there, because I didn't follow the, you know, year mm -hmm. to year there. Are you seeing similarities with what's going on in terms of the rebuild, the struggle early? Are you seeing signs that you saw there that maybe we're unaware of? Yeah, no, I've got a ton of confidence in what we do and how we do it. You know, we didn't play well Saturday, but that doesn't change my belief in what we do and how we do it. Now, reality is you got to always be at, have the ability to adapt, you know, and, and we've adapted in the past, you know. I think everything's always, you know, you're always evaluate, evaluating um, and trying to put your team, each team's a little bit different, right? There's strengths and weaknesses of each team, right? So I think that's part of coaching. Um, is evolving based off the personnel you have, the strengths and weaknesses. What skill players do you have that year? You know, what type of quarterback do you have? Uh, so, I think we've done that in the past. We'll continue to do that. It's good. It's a really good question, though. All right, we'll finish with Zach. Who do you want to see step up at receiver, and how do you think Andy Jean did with his opportunities Saturday? Yeah, no, Andy's opportunities will. You know, he, his opportunities have been increasing because he's been preparing better, uh, showing a better grasp, practicing better, um, you know, more efficient, more productive, been performing in practice. Uh, we've been playing him here the last couple weeks as a result of that. So, um, obviously, his role will grow. Um, you know, we get Burke back. Burke was banged up last week. I think that could help. Uh, but Andy's role would definitely grow here. It was good to see him 
be able to execute, you know, and to get some experience. And, and I think that's going to help his confidence. You can just see it. You know, he got a chance to play in the Charlotte game, experience some success. Sometimes a young, talented player, um, when they experience some success, that kind of fuels the fire, and then they show up to practice a little bit different, right? we got a number of players that are like that. Andy's a good example. All right, guys. All right, that is uh, Gator football coach Billy Napier. We'll take a break, come back. We'll continue with sports scene with the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, and me, Steve Russell, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Dave Ray's Automotive. We get the bugs out of your car. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Mike Lester is the founder of Talon Wealth. I can't believe how much attention Talon's advertising has been receiving. All I said was, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity, and nobody should sell you an annuity either. So here's the thing. I was a very successful annuity salesperson back in the day, but I evolved as a financial advisor, as a fiduciary. I just don't know how, as a fiduciary, you can promote products that pay you a commission before your clients make a dime. So all of you out there pushing and selling annuities to your clients, explain to them who's paying for your radio advertisements, who's producing your radio show. After you answer those questions, then explain to me why I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. That's all there is to it. Mike, you pay for all of our advertising. I produce our radio stuff, and I work for Talon Wealth. That's right, Christian. We don't have to sell annuities to provide income to people in retirement. More at guardingyournestegg.com. Advisory services through Talon Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License D056341. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. Knows you only have one chance to make a building that holds up to the highest standard, and that's why they're the number one choice. You stand on it, we stand by it. Silverback Concrete's got your back. All right, Shaner, welcome back to Sports Scene. Uh, uh, I'm Steve Russell in New York State celebrating a, a reunion. Shane in the studio. Uh, just a, a program reminder, we're here till 1 o'clock today. Tomorrow we're on the air at 11 with our normal Inside the Huddle show, and Sports Scene will run from 12 until 1 and then we'll have no shows Wednesday and Thursday, back with our uh, regular sports scene on Prognostication Friday. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Shannon, you know, listening to Billy, I don't think I heard one question about Vanderbilt. Did you? Um, 
I don't. I think you're correct. Nobody talk about the Commodores. Yeah, I mean that's just where things are here. Uh, all right, uh, Adrian's got a question for you, Shane. Gators have lost 15 of their last 17 road games. Truly mind blowing. I believe you travel with the team. He says stay at the same hotel without throwing anybody under the bus relative to the road trips. Is there anything you've noticed that's made you say it's kind of strange that they what they do or anything they don't do uh, that makes you wonder what they're doing on the road? No, they uh, they travel. They get on the airplane like everybody else and do the same routine everybody else does. Uh, all the other teams I've been on. Uh, whether it's pro football, college football, um, just not winning on the road for some reason. I think when you go on the road, you got to have a mindset to try to jump on them early, and, and we haven't been able to do that. Daryl says, agree with your comments on your show this morning when following Gator football since the 70s. I feel like I'm back in time. I don't have the confidence I had in the Spurrier and Meyer days. Now I just hope we can win. I, I, I'm going to say this again. That doesn't last forever. Go to any program in any league nobody stays on top forever the key is how long you stay down would you agree with that yeah i mean we we've got to we've got to do something to get to being relevant and it's hard for me to even <laughs> speak on that uh i this is a premier university and we should we should you know this this sounds terrible because we just got our brains beating in but we should beat kentucky we should right. beat vanderbilt we should beat south carolina but they're, we are who they are right now. Corey says, really young team with ups and downs. Billy needs time. However, concerns growing. They seem unprepared on the road, and the way they're getting beat does seem a tad embarrassing at times. What do you think? Uh, I know we're a young football team, but everybody has young players playing around the country these days. You, the, you know, the days of waiting till a guy red shirts and whatnot, those are over with. I don't know why we're 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 having no success on the road. I I I wish I could put my finger on it, but it's, I just talked about we do exactly what every team I've ever been on does on the road. I now I'm not sitting on meetings. All I do is get on the plane and sleep in the same hotel. I don't go to their meetings <laughs> or any of that stuff. <laughs> uh, Mark and several others pointed out when uh, Devin Moore was chasing. First of all, he ran down Davis, and then he was trying to chase down the other guy. So yeah, we understand that. Uh, Kevin said, didn't Bear Bryant say Florida was a sleeping giant? Yes, I actually got to interview Bear Bryant when I was a student. And he said exactly that in that Bear Bryant, you know, if, if Florida ever gets together, uh, they're, they're, they're. yeah, he did. He did say that. Uh, and almost that way, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get back to the our Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Chris, welcome to the show. What's going on, fellas? Um, I, I called you guys after the Tennessee game, and I said I was a little concerned that that first half was a mirage when Billy's offense looks good. It looks great, and when it doesn't, it becomes either one-dimensional in the pass or one-dimensional in the run. Do you, do you all think – Shane, I'm interested to hear what your take on this is because you've, you've been a proponent that this offense can work, that they're running plays that pretty much everybody else runs. Um, do you think uh, that they are getting bogged down in analytics and process and don't have a feel for the game because it seems like they don't know when to call certain plays. And I know part of this is talent and part of it is getting the right linemen in here, but it just seems like it's really choppy. And I'm wondering, are you on the Billy needs to hire an OC bandwagon? What, what do you think is happening there beyond well, just the talent issue? No, I, look, play calling, because I've done it at uh, the XFL level. I've done it in high school. I've done it in middle school. And I've never done it at Power 5. But all play calling is 
It's having a feel, as you just mentioned. It's knowing when to call that when you're on the 35-yard line and it's first down going in, it's time to take a shot or it's time to run a reverse or you have a special right. play that you've been saving. There's there, there's a time and place for that, and, and I believe all the great play callers, that's an instinct. That's something that you just have. It's just like the good right. Lord blesses people with strong arms. You can sit here and do push-ups and bench press all you want. You ain't getting a strong arm, you know. So I don't know if we have that ability to have that Steve Spurrier or whoever you want to, Steve Sarkeesian, whoever you think, the, the Jeff Brahms of the world that, that are great play callers. Uh, is analytics playing a part of it? It may be. I don't, I don't, I'm not an analytical guy, guy. I wouldn't even know if they handed me the book how to read it probably. Um, but – I just think if – because, Billy, they have a good run scheme, but it's just, I don't know, conservative may be the wrong term to use, but I just know that we have some really good wide receivers, in my opinion, and I think our quarterback is very good at throwing the football, and I just wish we would be more, I don't know, balanced or just more aggressive coming out and utilizing these guys throwing the football. Is there something that they can do right now – to get better this season because we're being told you got to wait three, four or five years for him to get his guys in here. What, what could they do right now to win football games? And I'll hang up and listen. Thanks guys. Thank you. Uh, I mean, to win games, all three phases need to play well, but I'm going to, I'm going to talk offense. Uh, I just firmly believe we need to not every down, but we've yet to do it one time in 18 games, line up with four wide receivers. Um, I have nothing against our tight ends because I'm all for tight ends coming in, helping with the run game. Uh, we don't use our tight ends at all in pass protection, which I'm I'm a big proponent of that. But, let's hey, let's try putting our four fastest guys out there with ETN in the backfield, and let's go up tempo. Quarterback can handle it. Quarterback's going to throw completions. Ball can come out quickly. Then you take some shots. You mix in your run game. You know, if you go four wide, you're probably going to get the opponent in nickel which will help your run game because you're going to take a, a guy out of the box and it's probably going to – that one guy that has to come out of the game is probably going to be a 225-pound linebacker and you're putting in a guy like Jaden Hill who's a DB uh, in there so it could help your run your run game. Back to the phones. Greg's up. Hi, Greg. Hey, Steve and Shane. <clears throat> Safe travels home, Steve. And um, my, in my opinion, Steve and Shane, with regards to Gators' road worries, not road warriors, road worries, this Napier program is not generating their own swamp, which is to say the Napier program to date is not generating the ampness, love that by Gronk, the ampness of being in the swamp on their own when they're on the road. And logic says Billy Napier has to learn how to generate that ampness, that swamp-like ampness within themselves, both the players and coaches alike. And they say, give the devil its due, Steve, and I will. Urban Meyer and Dan Mullen both quickly realized it for They had to adapt to Chris Leak's skill set. And the end result to that style change was a national championship in 06. Napier, now is the time to hand over your 1960s Green Bay Packers play-calling sheet. Give it back to Wisconsin. My question is this for you fellas. Is this present habit of losing on the road by this building a peer program on the coaches or on the players? And I'll listen off air and go Gators. Okay. Thank you. Well, I think it's a combination of both. But but the bottom line, I mean, we didn't play well, uh, especially Saturday. But as I keep harping and I'm like a broken record, and it's just my nature, uh, I love to attack through the air. That doesn't mean you have to throw it 65 times, but 
you know, curl flat, completion, draw or outside zone to ETN next play, bam, smash concept, which is a corner hitch route, post route, shallow crosses. Just this, this, I just think we have the guys that could do that. Let me start with this, Shane. Because Florida's made its hay with two coaches. Now, look, we all know Urban Meyer probably spent more time on special teams than anybody here. Him and he, he, and you don't have that either. You know, when, when Meyer was here, kickoff return, punt return, you know, Brandon James, uh, a block kick, you never see that now. No, Never. he 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 basically was the head coach slash special teams coordinator. Yes, because he had nothing to do with offense or defense. Yeah, and 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 then nobody is questioning the defense today. Yeah, the defense was terrible. Why? Because everybody's concerned about Billy Napier and play calling, and I, I get it. But the defense and Armstrong's done a really nice job to this point. They got blasted mm-hmm. on the line of scrimmage. That that that's. I mean, am I wrong in that? No. I mean, like, I'm dead serious, Steve. You and I could have run through some of the holes for about 10 or 15 yards without being touched. Now, we would have been caught where Ray Davis was gone. But uh, their gap scheme, which is basically if you're running uh, one-back power or two-back counter or whatever, where you're pulling, one side's blocking down, you have angle blocking, the other guys are pulling and kicking out or wrapping up in the hole. I mean, there were just huge holes there. This, this, This is The offense was not great. The defense was horrible. Special teams again. I mean, it was nobody really played well. Yep, agreed. Lewis, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Steve. Um, first of all, I want to say Billy Napier is probably one of the nicest, most humblest coach I've ever seen at this level. Uh, but I listened to your show post game after the loss, and you had a lot of callers calling in talking about his attitude and his his ability to motivate and and strengthen the team. Just now I was listening to him. Uh, I got a call saying that you are on early, so I quickly turned on. I was listening to him talk. He damn near put me to sleep. He damn near put me to sleep uh, listening to him. I, I, I really think football is more than 75% mental, and the rest of it comes in physical. You know, and they always say receivers, backs, and quarterbacks are the skilled people, and that's who they, and the cornerbacks and things, that's who they go after. But some help has got to be given to that offense and defensive interior lineman. He's got to go get some great people there and spend his time, his effort, and all and most of his money getting people who are really the skilled people, which are the defense and offensive linemen. I will preach that till the day I die, and that's been Florida's problem going back the last two, three coaches, and so. I really think he, he, at this level, just doesn't have the characteristics to motivate and keep him up during the game, starting fast. And then the red zone is atrocious. I mean, gosh, we get inside 10 or 20, and it just shuts down. It just shut down. And, I, and you know, the people say he looks dis, uh, disengaged by walking up and down the sideline. I, I can't argue with him. Uh, your take tell, on tell me somebody then, Lewis, who you think – is engaged. The, the, the programs that are winning. That like I'm not going to call a coach name, but the programs that are winning. Okay, mm-hmm. they consistently work on getting those kids' head in the right place and playing together. So, 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 so I, you're I, saying I, I to me that the that the programs that are winning 
have engaged coaches, the programs that are losing don't. I'm saying that you've got to have the capacity within yourself as a head coach at a Power 5 school that can keep your kids motivated. 75 or more percent of football is mental, okay? And, and I just don't – he almost put me to sleep in here. Okay, I got you. All right, okay. appreciate your call. All Thank right. you, Lewis. Let's get to Butch. Butch, welcome to the show. All right. All right. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Shane's a play devil's advocate. If you do four wide, how do you defend that with a blitz? Well, yeah, teams can blitz out of any formation, but the quarterback, he's going to have hot routes. I mean, look, the last caller talks about the offensive line. Every school in America wants offensive linemen. Trust me, Alabama's bitching about their offensive line. Georgia's bitching about their offensive line play. It's hard to play offensive line. You're not going to get five tremendous all-American linemen. It ain't going to happen. The NFL has the best players in the world, and they have trouble blocking. It's hard to block. The bottom line is, is you got to counteract that and help those guys out. Ball out quick, crack a guy, leave your tight end in. You know your backs need to help in protection. There, there's multiple ways. So if you're going to sit here and tell me that Ole Misses of the world, LSU, some of these high-powered offenses have better linemen than Florida, I, I disagree with that. It's, it's because my, my follow-up question to that would be: Do you think Florida's offensive line is good enough? Yes. To pass, pass protection. Yes, absolutely, they can. Because pass protection is timing. Good passing teams take their steps, make their reads. The ball is gone, or the quarterback makes a play. I, I mean, I you're not going to sit back there. You're never going to sit back there and have all day. We have plenty of time to get balls off. Now the defense is going to win. The defense is going to sack the quarterback, even if you have all Americans there. It's just the nature of the game. Uh, I have, I, I'm telling you right now, with the skill players we have on offense, it's as good as we've had here in the last six or seven years. Okay, Butch, thank okay. you. Good enough for me. Yep, thank you. Right. Um, Shane, do you think today in Oxford the callers are going? I- I'm really concerned about our defense. No, not at all, and they're horrible. LSU. Defense is horrible. And their quarterbacks play great, but their quarterbacks made plays because they allowed them to make plays. Yeah, but my point is Ole Miss, I mean, maybe somebody does, but they won. Yeah. And they beat a rival. So nobody's going to be calling in today to say, oh, I'm really concerned about our defense. No, because they scored 50 and they won. Yeah, but my whole point to the offensive line play is, if we spread people out, you don't have to spread them out. If we just change our personnel groupings more and allow them to play, they're going to, are they going to give up sacks? Yes. Are they going to help in run blocking? I think it will. But, but for us to sit here and try to run zone against some of these fronts, I, I just, I, it's, it's not possible. It has nothing to do with mentality or any of that stuff. Very quickly, Shane, uh, I, I'm hearing this more and more, too, uh, that people don't like the back rotation that ETN needs to be the feature back. Your thoughts? Uh, I understand that. I like both the backs, quite honestly. I think a lot of it has to do with – they do rotate them, but uh, I've been told by not Gator people, but because I don't watch all the tape all the time, ETN has trouble in pass protection. Uh, and a lot of times we have uh, somebody coming off the edge that the back's responsible for, and supposedly Montreal's the better better blocker. But, yes, uh, I think ETN's a guy who makes people miss, makes plays. Um but I, I, I don't – I mean, does he need more touches? Probably yes, but I think our wide receivers more t- need more touches as well. Just a reminder, we are here today just till 1 o'clock, and tomorrow 11 o'clock inside the huddle, then sports until 1 o'clock. 
and then no shows Wednesday and Thursday. We'll have live coverage, by the way, of the Rays in the playoffs uh, beginning uh, Tuesday. That's going to be at uh, 2.30, so make sure and listen for that. 1229 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Been telling you for a long time now, but the good people at the Road Heber Boys Ranch in Polacca, they do really great charitable work. They house at-risk young boys from difficult home environments, and they can turn troubled lives into futures of promise with real-life skills because they repair donated vehicles and then they resell them. Where do they get these vehicles from? You. So if you have any kind of vehicle that you want to get rid of, they will take it off your hands. It is a tax-deductible donation. Car, uh, boat, an RV, just about any kind of vehicle, the Road Heaver Boys Ranch will take it from you. It goes a long way towards helping these boys get real-life skills and help a real great cause. To find out more, go to rbr.org or Google Boys Ranch Palatka. Here's the kickoff, and this game is underway. Can't make it to the game? This season, make sure you get the best at-home experience with video and audio from Electronics World. EW features big-screen HD TVs and projectors from Sony and super sound from Yamaha, Sony, and Marantz. With speakers from Bowers and Wilkins, Geff and Martin Logan. See and hear for yourself. Visit Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. Your home is full of potential, and small changes can make a huge difference. So make your list, pick your designs, and when you're ready to make that potential come to life, rely on Radiant Credit Union to help you get there. A home equity line of credit from Radiant can give you the funds for a home refresh, upgrade to your appliances, or whatever you want to do. Plus, Radiant's special intro rate makes it even more affordable. Visit RadiantCU.org potential to apply today. Federally insured by NCUA. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family-owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. The future of joint pain relief is here. It's QC Kinetics, advanced regenerative medicine. Amazing stuff. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't be so fast. Get a second opinion and learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. And I'm talking lasting relief. QC Kinetics doesn't mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem, using concentrated healing properties placed directly in your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. Imagine living your life this fall with no more pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back, with no drugs, downtime, or surgery. Listen, life's about motion, and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. 
you can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. Hey, North Florida, it's Jared, your trusted off-road and marine service director at Polaris of Gainesville. I'm back to remind you that the great outdoors is calling your name. From bounty holes to fishing holes, leave it to the pros at Polaris of Gainesville to keep your ride or vessel up and running. Being a team built up of outdoors enthusiasts, we value and understand your time out on the water for battling the trails is important. So come on down to Polaris of Gainesville and experience our state-of-the-art parts and service facility, where our certified staff and technicians are here to help prevent those bad days from happening. From backcountry rides to salty tides, we service all makes and models such as Polaris Off-Road, Slingshot, Gem, Tracker Marine, Key West, Carolina Skiff, Yamaha Outboards and Watercraft, Mercury Marine, Suzuki Marine, and more. Have a damaged utility vehicle or a boat and need help with those big corporate insurance monsters? Let us do the estimate to help you recover. No problem is too big or small for Polaris of Gainesville. We are your North Florida Premier Off-Road and Marine Service Center. Give us a call today to set up an appointment at 386 418 from the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. For your Monday, you'll have a mix of clouds and sunshine and not much else. Now it will be on the breezy side with highs in the 80s. Tonight, just clear and cool in the 60s. Then sunshine will make your Tuesday a real nice fall day and highs will head back into the 80s. On Wednesday, same temperatures, but rain chances increase a bit. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George. Hi there, this is Coach Steve Spurrier inviting you to join me, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. this football season for Inside the Huddle, presented by Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, Titan MRI, Silverback Concrete, and QC Kinetics. Inside the Huddle with me, Steve Spurrier, Tuesday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Leonardo's Mill Hopper. The pizza and garlic knots are the best in town. Go go by and see Kyle. Does great charity work throughout Gainesville. Also hook you up with all your tailgate needs. That's Leonardo's Pizza Millhopper. Again, we're going to be here just till one o'clock today. Uh, and, and if you're sending me an email for either Shane or and or me, please do not send me uh, a six volume edition. There's no way I can read it. Uh, Frederick says he thinks Napier's out of his league. Uh, he should never take the position at Florida. Feels the real problem is with Strickland, who keeps making boneheaded decisions on hiring coaches. And he says he thinks there's no direction, leadership, or accountability. Let's get back to the phones. Andrew, hello. Wow, that's pretty strong. Well, my my thing, Shane and Steve, is um, 
Shane, you're up there. Did did, did we have six guys or reload the box when when that uh, gentleman for Kentucky started his running running frenzy? Uh, I don't I don't remember right off the. T- I mean, he ran had so many long runs. I can't remember which one you're referring to, but uh, a lot of it depends on formation, personnel grouping, who's in the game. Because you know if they if they're in four wides, we we're usually in a nickel defense, which you know, they they we have smaller guys uh, to cover their wideout. So I don't remember the particular play you're referring to because it changes uh, every well, Early on, uh, early on is my point. A- after the first or second run that this guy busted, we should have had some kind of adjustment from the press box coaches down to the field to uh, Armstrong wherever he's at to uh, plug up. That hole where he kept he kept like selecting between three and five, a hole, and uh, I don't know maybe was it it looked like the same basic play to me. It was different. the same. It was different schemes. Uh, you know, a couple of more power plays where the team blocks down and the guys pull and kick out. The other one was zone plays. Uh, they had a, they had a good plan early on. Uh, I don't think they had a whole lot of success in the second half. I can't no, remember, but we no. made some adjustments, but. Um, give Kentucky credit. Uh, we should have made adjustments quicker or made more plays quicker. Yeah, of course. I'd, I'd love to give Kentucky credit, but there is no way we should lose to those people. South Carolina, too. No way. Go Gators. Andrew, thank you. Don, welcome to Sports Scene. Steve, how y'all doing? Good. Hey, uh, uh, Steve did a address that Caleb – Douglas injury and that Eugene Wilson guy. I thought Eugene was going to play uh, Saturday, but did anybody know anything about that? Nope. He doesn't usually address injuries at pressers. I, um, I, I will say Caleb Douglas is probably out for a while. I think uh, so too. Yeah, maybe the year. Um, Eugene, uh, he warmed up. He was suited up, but maybe they just didn't feel like he was good enough to play, and maybe they used him as a decoy announcing that he was going to start. I'm not sure. Okay, thank you. Okay, Don, thank you. Brian, welcome to Sports Scene. Man, everybody, everybody's got the, uh, the the solutions for the problems, but if your players can't actually execute, then what, you know, what good is it? Um, also, I have a thing to say about the previous caller. I talked about Billy looked lethargic and everything like that. Nick Saban does the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. He walks the sidelines, talks to people up in the box, you know, see what's going on. Am I correct? You're correct. You're correct. Yes. So I feel like they need to get off the man's back. The man has had a coach. You know what? He'll make adjustments. You know, I, I just feel like they're, man, it's just let, let the man coach football without having these Saturday quarterbacks, you know, these coaches, you know, tell them what to do, everything like that. So that's my feeling. All right. Thank you, Brian. Well, I can tell you this uh, they're doing it in Tuscaloosa, too. That's just the nature, and that's not a bad thing. Fans have rights to yeah. call shows like this and say what they want. Yeah, but but his demeanor—that's who he is. Uh, you know, every yeah. coach is different. Lincoln Riley doesn't say anything; he just calls plays and walks up and down. I mean, for 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 a coach to be a raw rise, get in your face. The only reason Kirby Kirby shows a lot of emotion because he's coaching his defense, and that's how he played, and that's who he is. Um, I have zero problem with the way he handles himself on the sideline. William, welcome to the show. Yes, sir. I'm a time caller, and um, I just like this answer for Shane. 
Um, I totally agree with everything you say about the three, four wide receiver sets. I think it'll, I think it'll uh, help our run game out and everything like that. But the question I have for you is, is how difficult would it be to install, start over, and install that type offense um, at this point in the season? Well, it's it's not hard. I mean, think about it. We already play with three wide receivers every play. Sometimes just two if we go two tight ends. But majority we're in 11 personnel, which is one tight end and three wides. If you just substitute, it, it's the Y position, put in Aiden Mize. I don't care who you put, just player X at wide receiver. They should mm-hmm. know. I mean, if you know their concepts, you know your formations, anybody should be able to line up at that position. All right. Well, hey, guys, I, I love to listen to y'all's show. I listen to you all the time, and I, and I, uh, I just really love to listen to y'all. Appreciate and thank that, you. William. Thank you for your call. Uh, let's get Gator Man here. Gator Man, hello. How are you guys doing today? Good. Well, as far as y'all have an opinion, who do you think was the most disappointing, Florida or LSU Saturday tonight? Oh, the Bayou Bengals. I bet uh, they're not happy at all. Well, I can tell you, as Florida, Florida goes, I, that same thing happened against LSU about three years ago. That old guy ran for about 300 yards, and he, he collected, ran the same play over and over. Florida just never could stop it for some reason. But, uh, that's about all I got for today. You got to have a good day. All right, Gator Man, thank you. Uh, we'll get one more here before we take a break. Tony, hello. Hey, man, how y'all doing? Good. Question, Shane. I mean, could be a lot of questions about a lot of things. I've got a question more about a uh, in-game coaching philosophy. I mean, I know he's an analytic guy. It's thirty to thirteen or thirty to seven. We score, and he's questioning going for two with a lot of time left. You kick the extra point and make it a two-score game. Mm-hmm. My question or my point is, you can walk up and down your sideline and tell your team, "Hey, it's a two-score game. We can get right back in this after you've been punched in the mouth all night." You go for two at the three-score game. You may not even believe those kids. You can't convince them you can come back from a three-score game. No, I, 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 I even mentioned that on the air. Uh, I don't. I was like, I'm not sure why we're going for two here because if you miss it, it's three okay. scores. If you Didn't if you understand yeah. it either, you know. But you. we ended up kicking it. I can't remember what caused yep. us to run the field goal it team. A, there was a penalty was or a timeout somebody got hurt or referee timeout or something and then we ended up running the field goal thing out there yeah i I, like i said i don't know uh anything about analytics i care i don't even care to learn it um because i'm not coaching so i don't even want to learn it but i try to go by number of possessions yep okay well well then one more thing the later the fourth quarter 10 minute mark we got the ball I understand a little bit. It's third and seven or eight. We run the football, and my whole thought is I'm sitting there looking at it. We run the football because he thinks he's going to go for it on fourth down. I would have just punted it, pinned them deep, and played defense. There was still ten minutes left in the game. We had timeout. We were done two scores. We go for it on fourth down. Don't get it. They get one first down and then three and out, and they kick the field goal and make it a three-score game. It's It's seven minutes left. It's over. You could have punted it and got the ball back with seven minutes and it's still a two-score game. What is the thinking to go for it there? Here's the thinking. Here's the thinking, in my opinion, okay? If you've got the ball 
you have a chance. You have a chance to make a first down and keep a drive alive. It, would you have confidence in the defense, the way it played all day long, to make a stop down there? You're going to have to have a stop. No, no, you don't. You have to. If, but that's if, my if you point. Plan on if you winning, have to yeah. have a stop, Tony. They haven't stopped a train all day. Well, then you're going to lose. But if you guess what? Come back, they you're lost. Have to stop them unless unless you're going to kick it on side every single time. You're going to have to have a stop. You're, you're asking about so you're a particular point. You're never going to count on the defense. Tony, let me stop. let me speak. You're talking about a particular point in a particular game. That's what That's your question right. was. Okay. Yes. My point is, if you go, at least you have the football in your hands with a chance to make a play. If you kick right. it, and then if you don't stop them, the game's right. over also. So at least I want the ball with a chance to do something because all day long they didn't stop Kentucky. So I'd rather have a chance with the ball in my hand. When it becomes a three-story game, it's over. But but that's because – oh, Okay, I'm not going to argue anymore. We're done. Thank you for your call. We've got to move on. Thank you. 1246 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Ainsley Davis. Monday Night Football returns to action tonight. The New York Giants will host the Seattle Seahawks at MetLife Stadium. Catch coverage of the game right here at 7.30. In Gator Sports, Florida Soccer took home a 4-0 win over LSU on Friday, marking their first conference win of the season. Next up, the Gators will host Mississippi State on Thursday night. Gator Volleyball also caught a conference win this weekend, beating South Carolina 3-1 on the road. The Gators are currently preparing for their home match against Auburn on Friday. In the MLB, playoffs start tomorrow with a three-game wildcard series. The Tampa Bay Rays host the Texas Rangers, and the Miami Marlins hit the road to take on the Philadelphia Phillies. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ainsley Davis. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I've got money-saving news for you from for Florida health care workers and their families. My health care federal credit union is now... FICARE Federal Credit Union, a different name, but the same faces, same location, and same great service. Does your current checking account pay you? FICARE will pay up to 5% with no monthly fees. I've been with this credit union for over 30 years, and I can't say enough good things about what they do and the services they offer. So switch today, FICARE Federal Credit Union, online at FICAREFCU.org. That's FICAREFCU.org. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I first heard of Exceptional Dentistry through family. Our dentist had retired and we were looking for a new dentist and I valued everybody's input from the family. And so they said that it was professional, well done, friendly staff. Uh, They were just so impressed. I would like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry that you can trust them implicitly to do the best job ever. It's not your worry. Put the worry in their hands and then you'll have great outcome. Let them do their thing. It's a great spot. We recommend them to everybody. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Can't make the UF homecoming parade this year? No problem. 
We have all the exciting fun live on WFT TV and streaming online so you won't miss a minute of it. Join Albert and Alberta, plus all of your favorite floats, marching bands, special guests, and so much more. With over 100 participating organizations from local charities, businesses, and student organizations, the parade is a long-standing Gainesville tradition. Catch the parade coverage Friday, October 6th at noon on WFT TV. Brought to you in part by the UF Alumni Association. Thinking about getting married but nervous about popping the question? IDC owner Keith LeClaire totally gets it. When I asked my wife Peggy to be my bride, I had to drive all the way to Michigan to get married. I was 24 years old. I turned around twice on the way up and turned back, coming back to Florida. Because I'm like, what am I doing? And I knew I had picked the right bride, but it was still scary. The third time, Keith kept on driving. And now, 43 years later, he and Peggy are living their best life. I married way above my head. Because of her, we're where we are today with three children, ten grandchildren, and a lot, a lot of friends. Having the right partner and being married, it's truly the biggest blessing of my life. And seeing and helping other happy couples, either just starting out or celebrating milestone anniversaries, is what International Diamond Center is all about. Life gets better each year that goes by. I'm just so thankful. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point where relationships come first always. I love my wife dearly. She's the greatest, biggest blessing that God has ever given to me. There is nothing more important than my wife. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville Staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with Cuban love and available from sunrise to late night. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state-licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Corey Brewer, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. At Titan Mariah, no insurance is no problem. And Titan Mariah has same-day scheduling available. Call them up, start feeling better today. That's TitanMariah.com. Again, just to remind us, our last segment tomorrow, 11 o'clock, 
we'll have our normal Tuesday 11 o'clock show. You know what that is inside the Huddleston Sports Scene 12 to 1. Shane, I'm going to run through some quick emails here, and they got to be very quick. I got a ton of them. Uh, Russ says the Jags will go 8 and 4 with Florida's schedule in 2024. Hard to look forward to next year. Uh, Mark says. If you think we substitute during each offensive series at a higher volume than, you would, volume than you would like, we seem to move so slow getting up and down the field. I agree. Uh, let's see. BB says, uh, wish our Gators hadn't had a head-scratcher game, but I guess on uh, that's a dollar. Uh, Florida, uh, they let Kentucky score at the goal line with 13 defenders. They got $2, which I guess isn't good. Okay. Um, Mike says, uh, sounds like Billy's open to turning over the play calling duties. If that's what it takes, do you get that impression? No, he already say, he said in the play uh, in the press conference he's still calling plays. Yeah, because somebody point blank asked him, and he said very succinctly, uh, "Yes." Uh, let's see here. Mike says, uh, "I can't, I can't, I can't read. It's too long." Uh, Peter says. Uh, Shane, for offensive consultant, if not offensive coordinator, with our army of coaches and advisors, we can cut a few and make room for you, okay? And they'd, uh, be, they'd be calling in your show about me, Steve. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. Charles says, what game was Napier watching? Why don't our players make basic, simple mistakes? Why, why, don't, or why, why don't our players make mistakes? Like catching a punt inside the five, et cetera. Okay. Uh, he says had enough of that for the past five years, even though he hasn't coached here for the past five years. Uh, Jeff says, I can't say I was surprised by the game Saturday. Look, Florida, Florida looked uninspired, unprepared. Offensive play calling seems predictable, and for the time it takes for a play to develop seems excessive. Ability to make explosive plays is lacking also. And then he says, go Gators. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Andrew, I predicted this season I'm more curious of games like Vanderbilt. I knew we'd win some, lose some. But these games have to be wins. It, does this have to be a win? I guess it does, right? Yeah, you got to win this game. Tony says at least Florida Kentucky didn't have two years of buildup like the Ryder Cup. What a brutal sports weekend. Yeah, that wasn't good if you're <laughs> for the United States, that's for sure. Uh, Tampa Mike says, uh, I recall not long ago Florida had a coach that got roasted for being too raw, rah-rah on the sidelines and chewing out a player. So which is it? It's all about winning and losing. Would be no complaints of winning. I recall John Wooden uh, was very calm. He said if you had to scream and holler during a game, he didn't do work in preparation. That's true. And Coach Spurrier is a big admirer of him too, isn't he? Yeah, Coach Spurrier, he usually did all his yelling and screaming at the refs. That's <laughs> true. I mean, every now and then at a quarterback, but, you know, I, Pat, that's part of the position. Pat says, I know the defense was terrible. If Napier doesn't start being more aggressive on offense, his team will continue to struggle. Special teams problems happen weekly, so whatever they're doing doesn't work. Hope you'll make changes because if not, the future will be much like the past. Shane's fantastic on the broadcast, and what you put up with on the after the extra point show is impressive. Thanks both for what you do. Uh, John says uh, if Wilson has a bruised collarbone, internet research indicates three to six weeks of recovery, depending on severity, pain level, and swelling. Seems like enough variables to err on the side of caution. I think you do have to err on the side of caution, don't you? Yeah, I think he has that. I think he broke that collarbone. I don't know if it's the same one uh, in high school, but. You know, I think it comes down to pain tolerance pretty much. You know, if, if you don't get tackled, it's no big deal. But you know he's going to get tackled if he has the football. Uh, 
Uh, Andy says, uh, can you ask Shane about the game against the Pats in 2000 when he set an all-time bear record for 15 consecutive completions he had on, on that day? What do you remember about that 24-17 win? Yeah, so, so I think it was Andy that called my show. I had no idea. I guess he was watching the broadcast that Fields broke that record. He completed 16 consecutive passes, and uh, I had I had no idea I even had the record, quite honestly. Uh, that was uh, – was it me against Tom Brady? And we beat yeah. him? No, I'm yeah, kidding. I, think so. I, don't, I don't know if Tom Brady was on that team. No, I think it was no. Bledsoe. Uh, uh, I was joking. I, I just remembered uh, it was a good day. It was a good day. Completed a bunch of balls for sure. Uh, let's see. Todd, real quick. Um, run blocking is difficult. If a run blocking is bad, let's not put our offensive line in position to where we have to rely on run blocking. Go four wide, attack, attack, attack. Uh, okay, I think I'll get one call here before you say goodbye. I think Rob is next. Hi, Rob. Got to be quick. Hey, yeah, I'll be real quick. Um, just got to tighten up the offensive line and wrap up when you tackle, improve tackling, and those were the two sore spots. I mean, there you go. If you can't protect the quarterback and he's running for his life, you're not going to get too far. And if you can't tackle, you're not going to get too far. Thank you. All right, Rob, thank you. Dick, if you're still there, we'll sneak you in here. Hello. Okay. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve, Shane, thanks. Yeah, um, I just got a couple comments. Um, I think, first of all, you know, there's no way we can give up 280 yards rushing. I don't care who it is. We, didn't, we weren't running against O.J. Simpson or anybody like that, Dalvin Cook. Um, the, the offense, he could, not play, he could not give the play call enough if he doesn't want to. I love Napier, but there's a handful of, of coaches in Power 5 football that calls their own plays. They'll get fired. we got one of the slowest pace. I think we're like 128 at 133 in pace of play. And that's not conducive with these new rules where the clock doesn't stop. We get down two scores in the second half. I'm sitting there and telling my wife, I said, there's no way okay, we're going to win this We're game. done. We're, we're done. Thank you. Position. Thank you, Carl. Thank you for your call. We're out of time. Shaner, thank you. I'll see you tomorrow inside the huddle at 11, sports scene at 12. Thank you for listening. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WIF. Daniel Haviv, thank you, dude, for producing today. We'll see you all tomorrow. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.